contributing to it. You know, now that I'm retired, I'm going to really let loose now. And uh, so uh, I feel bad for my colleagues. Some of these kids they're turning out are pathetic, in my opinion. But that being said, that's where I was since 1993. Yeah. And before that? Before that, I was at Indiana University, South Bend, and taught some at Notre Dame. Uh, when I lived in South Bend, I was there for about five years. And uh, that was my first full-time job out of getting the Ph.D. from Wayne State University in 1988. Now, uh, let me ask a couple personal questions. Have you been, um, have visual problems your entire life? Have I been blind since my birth, basically? Yes. I was born with one eye due to glaucoma, and I also used my eye when I was three. So, yes, I've been physically blind my entire life We're, we have a really rough signal with you this morning i'm not sure why but uh let me ask i don't know it's my home it's my home phone too so it's a landline so yeah. i think it's people down there with all the stuff you're doing you know yeah what um what is your uh, what what dream do you have for retirement you know i'm going to get the music going again um uh again but you know, the uh, blind boys of Alabama, that's their old name, yeah, have been after me for years. I may, after a couple months, I may contact them and say, okay, guys, I'm free now, let's talk. Yeah. So so we'll see. Okay. So I want to do music. I also want to, um, I want to write what I want to write. You know, I want to, I think I want to do a good novel and, um, uh, like to get into sort of more motivation speaking. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Scott, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Scott, maybe I'll go and give Joe uh, B a motivation pep. There you go. Try to get him. Try to get him fired up to actually play a little better. <laughs> that guy's incredible. Well, I'm sorry about your um, connection with us, but um, I think we got most of that, and congratulations. Thank you, sir, and um, God bless you all. Merry Christmas to the radio listening audience there, and I just thank God for Athens and Ohio University, all you've meant to me and my family. Thank you all so much. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. You've meant a lot to this community, too. And, And you're not moving away, right? Uh, probably at some point, yes. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take keep in touch with us. I'll do it. Okay. Maybe you and I will end up in the same place. I like it. (laughs) We can start our own radio show. There you go. (laughs) All right, JW. Thank you and Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. All right. Well, that's uh, boy. I'd hate to have him leave our community. But, yeah. um, you know, retirement, who knows? Yep. Times change. People do, too. And, you know, it's retirement has a way of doing that. So we were talking about sports. And um, um, let's see. We were sort of midway with the Bengals, weren't yeah, we? Yeah. I, w- I wanted to say, you know, a little bit more about um, Joe's toughness. And he does not get rattled. Jimmy and I were texting. Uh, before the game, uh, Joe's dad, and then after the game, just briefly. But, um, you know, it's just that 
uh, I started to say about the the Bengals defense. Uh, uh, they couple, couple of the guys were talking after the game that uh, the Buccaneers are really giving it to them the first half, mm-hmm. saying their defense wasn't even as good as fairly tough, and the Bengals defense stepped it up in the second half. But again, they go back to this knowing that they got Joe Burrow on the other side of that football, and that if Joe can find a way to score, he's going to do it. Now, again, as I mentioned, um, Joey admitted it wasn't one of his better performances, but you know what? It was good enough, and then some. So (laughs) the Bengals now lead their division, which is the AFC North, Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And um, with the Baltimore Ravens' surprising loss to the uh, Cleveland Browns on Saturday, uh, that has bumped the Bengals up into uh, the the lead into the AFC North. Now, the Bengals have a tough schedule ahead of them, yet they've got to play New England, and uh, they play at New England, arguably one of the best coaches ever in the NFL, in uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, they've also got the Buffalo Bills yet. The Bills are leading the AFC East, and I think the Bills are now standing at 10-4, and four, as well as uh, Joey and the Bengals. So they've got a tougher schedule than, uh, say, the, the rest of the, the uh, teams in the AFC North. So uh, Joe's not afraid of anything. He's not, not intimidated by anybody, any team. Um any player, anything like that. And you can just see the poise and confidence in that young 26-year-old quarterback. Um, and when the Bengals drafted him number one, uh, three, four years ago I said, if they don't draft him, they will make one of the biggest epic mistakes of drafting history. So well, they got Joe uh, Jamar Chase. And they've got a great connection. Let's see, T. Higgins had some great catches yesterday. Tyler Boyd uh, had some great catches. And uh, so, you know, they just found a way to get it done in the second half. And at the beginning of the season when the Bengals were 0-2, I don't know if people remember this or not, but I think there were some people falling off the bandwagon. But um, now it's, it's the same as yesterday's score. They were down 17-3, to couldn't get anything going in the first half. But my goodness, they stepped it up, and Mr. Joe Cool was the leader of that rally. And do we have somebody else calling in? Nope. Okay. So well, I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, um, Joe's got – he had a little injury to his uh, right pinky finger, but he said it was nothing serious after the game. Um, he said uh, he won't call yesterday's game one of his favorite games or – favorite performances, okay. uh, but he said uh, they're never out of it, and they've been in those situations before, and they came back and made it a game. Yesterday, we were able to come back and really put away the Buccaneers in the second half. Incidentally, when Tom Brady has been leading 17 to nothing or scored 17 points in the first half, he was 89-0 and 0 until yesterday. Wow. Well, see, I had the pleasure Saturday of going to the Ohio University basketball game, and it was well attended. And, um, you know, it is a break period. Um, Many of our students are gone, so we had entertainment from some high school bands as well as other groups, and it was just a really nice event. 
And, of course, the game was a good one. Tell us about that a little bit. Uh, the OU men's basketball game, they were victorious over Stetson University out of Florida. And uh, Stetson, I believe their nickname is the Mad Hatters. The Bobcats, they're pretty tough at home, 5-0 and at home. Uh, however, they're 1-4 and on the road and 0-1 uh, on a neutral site, which uh, results in a 6-5 and record. But uh, the Bobcats prevailed yesterday, 85-66. to They will next play um, at Delaware in uh, Newark, Delaware, which I believe is the state capital of Delaware. Or is it Dover? I think it's Dover. Uh, Newark, Delaware is where they will play next. And I think they are called the Blue Hens. And then uh, the next home game for the Bobcats will be Friday, December 30th against Chicago State. Why would anyone name the team the Blue Hens? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a... <sighs> I'm uh, sorry, Delaware, but I just don't understand. Maybe it's a foreseeability thing of not being accused of offending any organization or a group of people or maybe the Audubon Society. They were foreseeable <laughs> in the 100 years they've had the, okay. the nickname. I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a pretty they won't far have out to, guess. They won't have to change their name, their yeah. nickname. Not, not likely anyway. Not likely. Yeah, I mean, who else would want it? Or but, um, who's it offending? Yeah, but um, the Lady Bobcats played yesterday against uh, UT Chattanooga in the Convocation Center. Came up on the short end of a sixty-six to fifty-seven score, and uh, they will next play at Kentucky on Wednesday at eleven a.m. Their opponent yesterday again was UT Chattanooga. Okay. And I'm not sure their nickname. I want to say it's the Chanticleers. <laughs> but uh, the Bob, Lady Bobcats now stand at 2-7 and seven overall. Um, they have a nice following, too, in spite of their record. Um, it's, um, I think when I'm a little more retired, I will add them to my agenda. But um, anyway, well done. Um, we just want them to get a couple more wins going now. Yeah. Well, okay, then nowhere to go but up. We've got, um, of course, uh, football, Ohio Bobcat football. One more game. And of all places, they have to be playing <laughs> Wyoming. Wyoming. Which, of course, I love to tease. <laughs> I went to school there and. Um, I love to tease it and, and have so many great friends out there. So really, I should be more respectful. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, so the Cowboys, right? Yes. December 30th at uh, 4.30 Eastern Time. And again, uh, like I've said in previous shows we've done here, it's, that is the only game that I can find that is not going to be on a major TV network or a sports network. It's going to be on uh, one of the side networks. That's what I call them anyway. Barstool Sports never heard of TV. It. Never heard of it. I've heard of it, but okay. never watched it. Well, I don't know. We've, we've got to convince one of our 
local pubs or something to uh, subscribe to that for a day, right? Well, yeah, and, and, and you can watch it at home, too. It's just that you're going to have to watch it on a computer screen because uh, if you connect into Barstool Sports, I don't think there's any fee or any one-time charge. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you get a computer, if you got a good desktop, good laptop, um, even a tablet, you can watch it on that. And if you have the right connections, which I've explained this a couple times before, but that's okay if people haven't forget, uh, get you a good HD cord. You may have one already going from your cable box into your TV. So just take that out of the cable box, hook it into the computer, and it should transfer the images from your computer to your TV screen. I've done it before. It's I very think, simple to do. I, I think I'll come over to your house to watch it. <laughs> because uh, that's... Um, well, I thought you would probably go to Shade. Maybe watch it there again. Well, if they will hook it up, I want to watch it. That's how you do it. Okay. So I, I don't know if they can patch it through their... They should be able to. I mean, there's a, there is a way to do it from a computer screen. And I know many establishments around town who have paid a fee, for instance, for previous Ohio football games, Ohio basketball games. Mm-hmm. Years ago when, when they were in the NCAA tournament or the NIT tournament <clears throat> and it wasn't going to be shown on regular TV, that's what they did. They just patched it through into their system, and really that's how you do it. So if, <clears throat> if you want to try it, <clears throat> excuse me, you get on – Barstool Sports website. Just the name of that bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, barstool. Yeah. But anyway. Sitting on a barstool again. But uh, get on that site there. Click on where the game is going to be on. Open that up. And uh, should be able to transfer it, you know, with your connection from your computer to your TV. Now, with that, you won't be able to obviously change the channels on your cable box if you've used that HD cord. But if you have a separate HD cord, you know, you can patch it in that way too. You're you're out of my league here. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. All right. But um, um anyway. Yeah, there's there's a way to do it too. So that's that's the basic way to do it. Um Ohio State basketball, boy, they lost a tough one at New York City to North Carolina. The Buckeyes were leading practically the entire game. And then what happened? And North Carolina closed the gap and made an incredible last-second shot to tie the game to send it in to overtime. And uh, North Carolina outscored the uh, Buckeyes, uh, what was it, by four? I think it was 89-85 was the final. So, uh, anyway, um, that is what happened to – the Buckeyes, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a tough, tough loss. North Carolina was ranked number one at one point earlier in the season. Uh, they had lost a few games in a row, so they dropped out of the rankings. So they were no slouch uh, at all. I mean, they were a great team. The Buckeyes have some really good young players. I'm surprised that they were able to play North Carolina as well as they did. Uh, but ended up losing it over time. We had some high school basketball action over the weekend. Uh, the Bulldogs defeated the Alexander Spartans on Friday night, and there were a lot of games at the Spartan Invitational on Saturday, too. Um, I think we have another caller standing by. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. It's 
Tim Newsom calling. Hey, Tim. Good morning. How you guys doing this morning? Oh, we're doing great. What's up? Well, hey, I got to tell you the new, tell you some bad news, guys. Uh oh. Mom passed away yesterday. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, folks, we're talking about Jeannie Newsom. And, um, passed away around 5.30 yesterday afternoon. Oh, my. I'm so sorry, Tim. Me too, Bull. The, yeah. um, let me just uh, add one thing here for our listeners. Uh, it is Jeannie's father who founded this radio station. And um, Andy Covland. Yes, Andy Covland. And um, Jeannie was his daughter. And right. so there's been a connection with that family over the years, and especially Timmy. Um, we've had a great time, and I'm so sorry to hear that. Yep. So. Um, well, she. Well, she she wasn't eating. She wasn't responding, guys. Yeah. Well, as you get older, sometimes that happens. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And then when they had her in the hospital, the doctor said she had a. A light stroke. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking forward to reading her obituary in the paper. Yeah, it'll be coming. Uh, her um, her niece Kathy is doing the obituary. Wonderful. She'll do a good job. But then she's going to then she's going to send it to Todd, and then Todd will probably put it in. We'll probably put it in the paper. Mm-hmm. And also, we're going to have a later down the line when it gets warmer outside. We're going to have a a celebration. Okay, you make sure we know about it, please. Yeah, and we're going to put we're going to put pictures on a DVD and stuff like that. Of course. Okay, sympathies to you, Timmy. What's and that? Our sympathies to you. Thank That's, you. Okay, and um, I'll I'll be watching for the obituary. Thank you. Okay. Hey. I just wanted to let you know it, what happened. Hey, Bosky, you know I loved your mom, didn't you? Yeah, I know you did. Scott. She she used to call me her fifth kid. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd come come down there and hang out with you boys, and boy, yeah. we we would just laugh and carry on, and oh, she would laugh oh, with were. us. Yeah. Oh, she would. Yeah, and so I'd come to the door there, and she'd say, "Hey, kid, come on in. Where you been?" <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So that's funny. Yeah. Thanks for the report, and I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I wanted okay. to let you know. Okay, Bull. Thanks, yeah. man. Okay. Bye, bye. You're welcome, guys. Bye, bye. See ya. Well, uh, folks, the person we're talking about. Um, well, let me go a little different direction here. The founder of this radio station, the first owner of this radio station, was the name um, Andy Kovlin. And Jeannie Newsom, who was well-known in our community, and uh, that was her son Tim who just called us to say that she passed yesterday afternoon. Um, Jeannie was Andy's daughter. And um, so... um, it's it's you know 73 years ago he put the station on the air we got a hold of it around 50 years ago we meaning my dad and myself 
and um, history, history, and great people. All right, thank you. Yeah, she's a great lady. We used to, I was down there, of course, I was friends with her family, still am. I mean, sure. You know, we've been friends since we were all kids. I mean, in our teens, 20s, played a lot of on the same teams as uh, softball teams as Todd and Terry. Yep. And uh, Tom. And uh, Big Tim would come down there too and enjoy it. And, um, you know, we would hang out at the house there, and Jeannie would just smile and have a good time with us too and laugh about what we were laughing at. Sometimes shake her head at what we were laughing at too. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Well, let's move ahead here um, as we do on uh, free-for-all editions, and today is one of those, obviously. Um, Historical events that occurred on this date over the years. So today, of course, is December 19th, 2022. So we're five days away from Christmas. And uh, Christmas will be a little different this year for me. And... um, I, I I don't know how it's going to shake out exactly, but uh, we'll 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 try to enjoy family as much as possible. That's right. That's what. But on this date in 1776, Thomas Paine publishes his first American Crisis essay, beginning with the words, "These are the times that try men's souls." We've heard that expression, haven't we? Yes. Just a few years later, in 1783, William Pitt the Younger becomes the youngest ever British Prime Minister. What was his age at the time? 24. 1932, on this date, the British Broadcasting Corporation, that's the BBC, folks, begins their first transmission overseas. 1932. In 1958, the first radio broadcast from space, U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower's Christmas message to all mankind. And um, let's see here. I'm sorry, I got distracted for a minute. Let me get back to this. Um, Christmas message to all mankind, America's wish for peace on earth and goodwill to men everywhere. And, you know, that one word, men, sticks out at me. Uh, To mankind, I think, not just men, okay, (laughs) if you know what I mean. We do have another caller here, and let's bring them on board. Good morning. Whoops, wait a minute. Let me get one more button. There it is. Good morning. Hey, there he is. Hi. Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing well. Yeah, that's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind today? I haven't talked to you guys for a while, so I'd call in and say hi. Well, but you know, I'm still, still here, and I told Scott yesterday, I texted him, I told him I'm like a bad pen, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think we really want to. No. Definitely Jimmy, I'm not. I'm sorry about the buddy. Say, say that again, please. 
said, Tim, I'm sorry about the loss, my friend. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I call him short short stuff, and he called me King Kong. <laughs> King Kong, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Sometimes I'm from South Park. But he's a, he's a good he's a good guy. He's a good kid. Absolutely. I've yeah. known I've known him uh, very early on since I arrived in Athens fifty plus years ago. I don't think he knows a stranger. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Everybody walks by and says, Hey Tim, how you doing? They yeah. holler at him, talk to him. Yeah, that's what he does when I'm with him too sometimes. He'll they'll say, Hey Tim as soon as they get out of earshot or whatever I say, who was that? He knows who they are. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> well, he knows, and, he, and he knows records, too. Yeah. Tim's a character, isn't he? Yeah. He's funny. Boy, he gets me laughing. He makes my eyes leak sometimes when we get oh, to he, laughing hard. He's, he's a character, all right. Oh, yeah. All right. How you feeling, man? Yeah. I'm good. I feel good. Wasn't for this cold weather, I'd be better. <laughs> yeah, probably not good for that COPD, I'm guessing. But, yeah, you got to go with the flow. When you turn 39, all things fall down, you know? Yeah. 39, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure to not take that turn too hard to the left or right. Beverly, I tried not to, but <laughs> keep on straight and narrow. Yeah. Well, glad you're doing well, better, man. Let you know, I'm still here and still listening to you guys. Good. Well, keep it up and join us often, won't you? I will. I'll talk to you later, okay. Dave. All right, Dawn. buddy. Okay. See you, Don. Oh, you plays on the 30th, the Tucson. That's right, yes. Arizona. It's no major. It's all, you're going to have to, oh, boy. Well, we're going to have to figure out how to watch it. Yep. But there are ways. So I'm going to let Scott figure it out for me. <laughs> all right. Oh, you yeah. take care, Don. Okay. Y'all too. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. Take care. Well, let's see here. What else can we talk about, historically speaking? We've got about eight minutes left. Um, That's weird. We're getting uh, distracted signals, calls cutting out a little bit here and there. Timmy's didn't, though. Timmy's was good. So, you know, just... And Don's wasn't too bad. No, but it just, you know, be be nice if... Well, that's cell phone service. You know, it's just what happens sometimes. Sometimes. But... Um, um, We're still... Folks, there. Um, uh, we've told you, I think, and if you, and if this is news to you, you should know it anyway. Um, the radio station has moved to a new building, and we're very close to our old location, just across the street. And um, there are just countless numbers of things that have to be done when you move a radio station, and. Um, our engineers and there's uh, three or four guys involved and they are uh, they have long lists of things yet to be done 
and um, really, it's um, it's quite remarkable what they've done already. But it's not perfect yet, so uh, we apologize for the little um, this and that that goes wrong. Yeah, our our uh, stream is down right now too. So is it? yeah, okay. I'm I'm gonna go in to the engineering room and try to reset it here once we complete the program. Well, let's see here. In terms of historical events, um, <clears throat> okay, let's talk about a couple of uh, famous birthdays, okay? We often do this. Boy, these are names I don't know. Okay, well, one I do. Anyway, first one is celebrating their 50th birthday, and it's Elisa Milano. A-L-Y-S-S-A is her first name, and I assume that's a female. I don't have a photograph here. Yes, it is. Milano, M-I-L-A-N-O. I remember her from Melrose Place. Oh, she was an actress. Yes. Okay. Alyssa Jane Milano is an American actress. She has played Samantha Michelli in Who's the Boss? Remember that show with Tony Danza? Just, just a bit. Yeah. Jennifer Mancini in Melrose Place. Phoebe Hallowell in Charmed, and Billy Cunningham in My Name is Earl. Yes, now I do remember. The next is celebrating their 42nd birthday today, and that is Jake Gillenhow. I'll spell it G-Y-L-L-E-N-H-A-A-L. And uh, Jake is celebrating his 42nd birthday. Six feet tall, Jacob Benjamin Gillenhall is an American actor born into the Gillenhall family. He is the son of director Stephen and screenwriter Naomi Foner. His old, older sister is actress Maggie Gillenhall. Some of his movies include Nightcrawler, Brokeback Mountain, Donnie Darko, and Southpaw and Spider-Man, Far From Home. Another showbizzer. Yes. Okay, next we have uh, Edith Piaf, P-I-A-F. Edith P-I-A-F. I'm a little, I'm not sure how to say that, but she was born on this date in 1915, but died in 1963. What was her thing? Edith Piaf was four feet ten inches tall, and she was a French singer, lyricist, and actress. Noted as France's national chanteuse, she was one of the country's most widely known international stars. Her music was often uh, autobiographical, and she specialized in chanson realiste and torch ballads about love, loss, and sorrow. Leonid Brezhnev. Um, this is a name we have heard of, uh, by all means. Uh, he was born in 1906 on this date, died in 1982. He was a Soviet politician, served as the General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union between 1964 and 1982, and Chairman of the Presidium of the Supreme Soviet between 1960 and and 1964, and again between 77 and 82. Two famous deaths, and neither one do I recognize the name. I apologize. But it's Emily Bronte, 
B-R-O-N-T-E. She was uh, born in 1818, died on this date in 1848. Bronte. She was an author and a poet, and she is most famous for writing Wuthering Heights. Oh, of course. And then James Bevel, or Bevel, Bevel, I think it is, B-E-V-E-L, born in 1936, but died on this date in 2008. James Luther Bevel was a minister and leader of the 1960s civil rights movement in the United States. How about that? Well, we only have, uh, I don't know, a minute and a half or so to uh, join you here. Um, We'll cover some more topics tomorrow. But um, the gist of the matter is, it is 20 degrees outside. There is sunshine. Uh, I'm looking out the window here. And uh, that should help a little bit. They say the high will eventually reach 34 today. And they say today, mostly sunny. Tonight, they're talking about 18 degrees. Wow. Tomorrow night, 19. Then it starts to improve again. Oh, wait a minute. Friday, 6 degrees. Oh, it's going to be cold. With snow showers. And that's... That's the 23rd. Yeah, the eve of Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, 7 degrees. Mercy. And on Monday the 26th, 2 degrees. Holy cow. Well, whatever it is, there's nothing we can do about it. Let's just make the most of it. Uh, My community is doing our annual luminarios on the street. I'm getting those all ready. And... um, Folks, uh, we we want you to have a wonderful holiday season. It's going to be a different one for me. Things are um, doing a lot of things with Jackie and and meeting some new friends, some new um, relationships, you might say, down in West Virginia. So um, take care out there, please. In the 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. January 6th investigators will cap the 18-month probe with a hearing on Capitol Hill this afternoon. Correspondent Scott McFarlane is in Washington. It's expected the House Select January 6th committee at this final public business meeting will make a vote for a formal criminal referral against former President Trump. In their previous legal filings, they've already accused Trump of obstruction of an official proceeding. And though a referral is not binding on the Justice Department, the committee believes its 18-month investigation has given their opinion quite a bit of weight. A debate is in full swing over Title 42, the Trump COVID era rule that made it more difficult for migrants to cross into the U.S. It's set to expire Wednesday. Georgia's Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock tells CBS Mornings. We are a nation of immigrants and we always will be. We are great, not in spite of our diversity, but because of it. We can secure the border. We have to make sure that we don't make a humanitarian crisis at the border worse. West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin 
president tells Face the Nation he wants Title 42 to remain in place. Right now, this is unattainable. This is wrong. You can't do this to the southern border. Twitter users have spoken. More than 57% polled by Elon Musk say they want him to step down as head of the platform. CNET's Ian Schur. Though Musk said that he'll abide by the results of the poll, he hasn't said whether he has a new CEO in mind. And either way, he's still going to be the company's owner and its ultimate decision maker. AAA predicts 113 million Americans will travel this Christmas week. Today is expected to be the busiest day at the airports. These two passengers at LAX have some good advice. Just get started early. Make sure that you have all your paperwork. Here four hours early for sure. Four hours, yeah. yeah. I would say. Kind of peace of mind. Get a beer inside. Wintry weather will make it harder to get from here to there. Meteorologist Stephanie Abrams at the Weather Channel. It is going to be cranking out the wind, the rain, the snow for our Thursday, Friday, even into our Saturday. We're talking one, maybe even two feet of snow. She says temperatures could dip to 50 below in parts of the northern